The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And you're muted. And I'm muted. Uh, hey, what's up, Panther fans? Back again with another beat check. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. And uh, we have, we've missed a couple of these in the past couple of weeks because, A, the holidays and the new year, but also a lot has been going on in the show and on the Friday free-for-all with the playoffs and the post-games. But the beat check is back tonight. We'll be hanging out with Josh Klein from the Riot Report, and I'm hanging out with my wheelman, my best bud, Cody Lashney. And strangely, we were up for hours and hours on Tuesday night talking about everything's Panther, and there's still more to talk about. Yeah, man, the story of our lives. There's always more Panther-related news to be talked about. Uh, and how about this? The Panthers are already violating rules, not even a week and a half into their official coaching search man dude it's a uh, par for the course but uh tonight ought to be a fun night we're going to talk to josh klein we haven't spoken to him in a while so that ought to be fun but uh tony dunn let's do a real quick roll call you already know we got some of the best panther fans in all of youtube my guy drew craig cartner dan floyd these ill skills jarrell strickland matt knows nothing tim estes Vols guy 23 and underground west tony dunn and nothing to it but the door brother let's roll the beat check is where we put our ear to the ground and check the latest headlines and catch up with a beat reporter either from the team someone covering the carolina panthers or during the season we often catch up with a beat reporter from the opponent tonight's a guest will be josh Clyde. he should be here in probably the next five or ten minutes so we'll give a kind of a shorter podcast tonight. We want to keep it tight. Um, so you guys get in there, tell us your thoughts about what's going on, what the top stories are that have developed for, uh, since Tuesday night. And uh, right when you don't think that there's but only but so much you can talk about, the Tuesday show went on for a bazillion hours as we argued about the potential of Sean Payton, some of these coaching hires, um, and a lot of things about Steve Wilkes and some different things. But today, Cody, some news broke. Uh, regarding uh, the Panthers being in violation of I mean, some league rules in the HR process, some training that the people on the hiring committee have to go through. And Nicole Tepper, who was a controversial name in some ways, at least fodder for the Twitter conversation when it comes to like, what the hell's going on with the Panthers? And does David Tepper know what he's doing? And if he doesn't know anything about football, what she, what will she know? I always love that argument because you can't know anything less. 
in my opinion, and at that point. But uh, so there's a, been a rules violation, and that is the hot story. But as we might as well, while we're talking about and getting into that, let's bring on our guest, Josh Klein from the Riot Report, is here now. What's up, my man? Josh, What's up, right. How's it going? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, always, always exciting in uh, in Pantherland. I thought we were just going to be talking about um, Sean uh, defensive Payton. coordinator hires and Sean Payton and uh, and interviews, but apparently we'll just uh, we'll be talking about other stuff too. So excited about it, Josh. Right on. Could we just jump into this? Give us a Let's little bit. Of insight as to what's going on. Nicole Tepper did not complete mandatory inclusive hiring training before the team search began. What exactly does this mean? And how do you think this even came about? And what does this mean for the Panthers moving forward now? Sure. I mean, um, I guess we'll go right in order. As I'm sure you guys know, or, or maybe whatever the the Rooney rule got revamped a little bit this year as the as the league has always has been trying to like tweak it to make sure it actually works it doesn't but um and as they tweak it they almost make it worse rather than better um and one of the things that they added was that uh at one of that everybody that was on the hiring committee has to be um has to take these mandatory online training or i, I actually don't even know that they're online um, I just assume online because if anybody, if you've ever worked in a corporate situation or just most jobs, you have to take some sort of on, online mandatory uh, training, you know, whether it's like sexual harassment or inclusivity or, or whatever. Um, and obviously this was something that when the NFL sent memos to the league or to all the teams that this was part of the hiring process, they included some, um, uh, some people that they could be get get trained with, or they could find their own trainers or whatever. And I, it seems pretty clear that you know they had to check boxes of who was going to be as part of the hiring committee. That they had to check through these boxes. And um, the team is saying that that she did complete training. The NFL is saying that they didn't, or at least Jonathan Jones is reporting that the NFL is telling him that they didn't complete this training. So it's going to be a little bit of he said, she said. Ultimately. And this is strictly my opinion. I don't really think anything's really going to come of it. I don't think they're going to lose a first round pick. I don't think they're going to. No way. You know, yeah, impo- that's got to be impossible. I think they're going to get. A, I think they're going to get a fine, and a, and Nicole Tepper is going to take that. It's probably going to have that training done by by the time Sean Payton walks into a hotel room tomorrow. So, um, I, you know, I, I think this is one of those things where, kind of what kind of it's funny that you use the phrase like fodder for Twitter it's kind of the same thing. Like, I feel like this is going to be the story for the next 18 hours of just like, Oh my God, we can't get anything right. But it's just like, it's a continual situation where it's like, it's what the NFL loves. Yeah. It's something to talk about at the very minimum. when you're irrelevant, you're, re- uh, you're still relevant in this case. This one though is a, a non-issue. There's a couple of things, the irony of this, there's some irony to this. And that is that, uh, Corporate to like I work in that world where you have to like there are rules. I mean, like when you have big organizations, companies, and things like this, you have to have standards or else it would just be ridiculous. So, yes, it's bureaucracy, yes, it's administration, but like that's what happens when you're just giant, right? And I mean, those are just kind of things you do. So, like if you ever deal with anybody that has that real HR committee, um, 
you know, you have to, you got to go to training about how to properly interview candidates. So you're not doing these types of things. The irony about this is that the rule violation is an inclusivity kind of agenda or thrust or whatever you're trying, whatever the right word is at that point. And the irony is in a male dominated business, like the NFL, where women have zero, almost zero role in it. The violator of the inclusivity process of being a is, woman. A, is a woman. <laughs> like that's the irony of this entire kind of situation here. But I just cannot foresee it being uh, a serious draft pick. Like if it was in, like first of all, it probably shouldn't be a draft pick at all. And if it is, in, if it's anything but a seventh, if there was a penalty, I would be floored. But as we continue to talk about this coaching search, because that's what you talked about is that really the Panthers are on the search. They're on the they're out there on the prowl with a bunch of other teams now. And uh Sean Payton is the bell of the ball. It was Harbaugh 2 weeks ago. I thought that's where the rule but when they said there was a rule violation, I thought it was going to be talking to Harbaugh. Like, you know, some kind of non-interview conversation. I thought that would be kind of what the violation like the conversation went too far and too deep in the specifics before the interview process went. Should we be excited about this, Sean Payton? Actually, what the hell? Sean Payton? Vagina lips on his face guy? Um, I, I mean, I, I think I would turn that back on you. Like, are, are you are you guys excited about Sean Payton? I can tell you. Hell that. yeah. Josh, we're torn. <laughs> because, though, okay, in my opinion, I would love to have the offensive mind that is Sean Payton. I think what Just complicates clear, it. Tony's response is, did not sound torn. No, I mean, listen, I, I, I love Sean. The, um, uh, there's a rift between Panther fans and wanting someone like a Sean Payton versus not wanting to give up potentially two first-round draft picks to a division rival. That complicates the things considerably. Um, my, my question to you, Josh, I, do you think that this is even doable for the Carolina Panthers? Let's say that it is first two first-round draft picks that they're asking for. Do you think Fitterer and Tepper and the Panthers would be willing to send that much for Sean Payton if Sean did indeed want to come to Carolina? Um, well, uh, I don't, I don't think they would be very happy about it. Um, I guess I would, I would also like couch it with if Sean Payton comes to Carolina does, what does that mean for Scott Fitter? Because I can't imagine that Sean Payton would come in and be like, oh, yeah, sure, you guys have a GM in place already? Great, I'll let him make all the decisions. We're good. I'll just coach the team, you buy the groceries. That seems like it's not going to happen. So if sure. I'm Scott Fitter, I'm probably not super fired up about it, um, So especially considering that I just dealt with a coach for two years that wanted compl- that wanted control over the roster and the rest of the building. You mean um, as he just bought the groceries for two years? Yeah, I mean, who knows? Man, that, like, I feel like he's prime for that role. He's a wet noodle, dude. Um, I, I mean, I, like, it's still one one out of thirty two jobs. So it's like if you're still the GM of a of a Panthers franchise or a, of an NFL franchise, even if you don't get to make all the decisions, um, you might you might be okay with that. But at the same time, um, I, I'm not sure that Sean Payton would be okay with it. I'll say this. Um, I think that if Sean Payton is the coach of the Carolina Panthers, then Tom Brady is going to be the quarterback. And, Whoa. Spicy. Uh, 
That's where it gets complicated for me emotionally. So Sean Payton doesn't complicate it for you emotionally? No, like I don't feel like (laughs) it's a bridge too far. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like a, I feel like it's like a, I was, yeah, I'm a married man, right? So like you don't want to, there's no adultery is a good adultery, right? But like, I feel like Sean Payton is like the, Oh, this I kind of. This seems like a torn analogy here. I just feel like this. <laughs> going with Tom Brady and Sean Payton is going. Something is ringing the bell. You can't bring it back. It's like turning to the dark side. Is selling your soul enough? I feel like with Sean Payton, it's like, uh, it's just some kind of racy text. I know it's not a good analogy, but no, I don't think uh, Sean Payton, I don't have a, I don't hate him that much. The only reason I hate him is because he was on the Saints. I mean, that's the only reason I didn't like stuff. So Tony, you were right about that. And I need to take that back. I said on Tuesday show that the bounty gate was before Cam Newton, but he was a part of that. So yeah. And that's Josh. That's where a lot of Panther fans are upset. Is because it does feel like, man, we're going after a guy who had our hero right in his crosshairs during Bounty Gate. And that's a bridge too far for a lot of Panther fans. I think it's an interesting. That's what bothers of, you? I think it's kind of an interesting place that the Panthers are in right now because David Tepper has made it pretty clear over the past couple of years that he is, that he wants to win at all costs, right? Like he said that. I mean, maybe he hasn't said that exact term, but certainly seems that way that that that, that no, nothing no cost is too high no no bridge is too far no line uh won't be crossed in the um uh in the reason of winning if you can win, if i can win a super bowl if david tepper can win a super bowl to bank of america stadium to carolina he doesn't care what it costs and over the past two seasons that has included aggressively pursuing deshaun watson um, and now appears to be aggressively pursuing Sean Payton, who actively had a bounty out on the most uh, popular and. But he probably um, had a bounty on every player on every team. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, I mean, in that way, is that this is like, if, is it a moral? Was that such a moral transgression that if we are really that upset about that and offended, then we shouldn't just want shut should not just want to it doesn't help his argument, though. Well, he was just another one of every other player. He was telling his players to injure and go after, you know? It doesn't make it better. Well, if you're going to take that moral position, I think then we should just say this. We uh, oppose Sean Payton being in the league at all, then. I mean, yeah. I, I guess the thing is that I just uh, – I think there are a lot of people out there that would say he could be in the league. I would just rather him not be the coach of my favorite team. And sure. and so I guess the other thing with for me is that I think that Sean Payton and Tom Brady obviously brings you a, a and whatever I'm speculating on the on the Tom Brady stuff a little bit but um, I, I think it would be far. It, you, it it brings you uh, immediate recognition around the league makes you the talk of the town you're on sport you're leading sports center every day for a, for months you know they're probably the doing NFL live training camp the podcast yeah. would be nuts uh, like Cody pointed out on Tuesday. So, you know, in that sense, I think that that appeals to, to David Tepper. It appeals to uh, a lot of the people in that, um, maybe not in the front office, but it certainly appears appeals to pe- to certain people. And um, and I think it gives you a chance. It, it you know, certainly gives you a chance in, in a terrible conference to to win the NFC pretty quickly. 
that being said, um, you know, you're, you're really like, you're really embracing that win at all costs. If you do something like that, because to me, it's, it's kind of, it's a question of like, how long is Sean Payton going to stay? Certainly how long is Tom Brady going to would, would stay in that situation. And how much are you giving up to, to get both of those, uh, both of those guys in the building? And how long does that last? I, I put a, I put a poll up on my Twitter that I thought was pretty interesting about, would you rather have one year uh, over the next 10 years? Would you rather have a 90% chance of one Super Bowl and nine losing seasons or a 10% chance of one Super Bowl and 10 playoff contention seasons? And it was pretty split. Like most, most, you know, it was like 55, 56% said they'd rather have the 10 playoff contention seasons and 10% chance of winning a Super Bowl. And to me, it's like that is the Steve. Steve Wilkes and uh, rookie quarterback versus Sean Payton and Tom Brady. So, yeah, we I'm asked like, a very similar, we asked a similar question on the Tuesday show. And that was, what's it better to be a Panthers fan or a Bucks fan? The Bucks won two super, they have bookended super bowls with lose with terribleness in between. And we've had a kind of good 20 years, but I mean, we've been to the show twice, you know, or whatever. We've been to the to the Super Bowl twice, but I mean, are is a Super Bowl worth it? Like, is how much is a for our fandom? How much is a Super Bowl worth it? My question to you about this is because we, as soon as we start talking about Sean Payton, the Bounty Gate, there's an ethical kind of component to our fandom and the team and like the integrity of it, and like you know what I'm saying is that we've actually been kind of steeped in with the Deshaun Watson discussion for two years, right? And before, you know, so there is this, you balancing these costs and sacrifices you make. And you mentioned that they, he, he kind of has this win all mentality, or maybe he's shown signs of, do you think maybe Tepper is feeling like he didn't swing for the fences enough in the past? Right. Is that, I mean, maybe the Deshaun Watson is kind of the fool's go, but like, the aggressive moves we have made have been Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Like the other stuff didn't work. Right. It's like, if you, you didn't get, uh, you didn't get Watson, you know, year before that, you didn't get, what's his name? Stafford. Or was it Stafford, then Watson? I don't even know if we're like, I can't, it's just blending together. Stafford then Wilson Watson. You've lost on guys. And that kind of, you haven't landed the big ticket yet that you keep playing the Keno ticket. And you're like, I'm playing the 10 numbers and you should be playing the four numbers, but maybe he hasn't been aggressive enough in his mind. And sh is there any, maybe thing to that? Um, I, I don't know whether he feels like he hasn't been aggressive enough or I, I don't, I feel like he has been plenty aggressive. Things just we haven't, haven't traded up. I mean, we haven't traded up in the draft. We haven't landed a quarterback. You played it safe. You know what I'm saying? Herbert was there. We didn't, I mean, he wasn't there, but like you didn't, that maybe you're like, oh, we could have gone after that. We could have been more aggressive there. We step, we let Justin Fields pass. It's not like he's just been super aggressive either. It's kind of been down fairway in some ways. I think he, um, I, I think you tried really hard to stay out of football stuff to, um, I think he very early in his tenure, told Ron Rivera to go to a three, four, and then realized that when that was revealed, that that was not a, no not bueno. a thing that an owner should be doing. 
Um, and so he said to himself, you know what, I'm going to hire a football guy, culture builder, and, uh, and I'm going to let him do his thing. And he wants to let Justin Fields stay on the board and draft a corner. I'm going to let him do that. He wants to draft a defensive tackle and not uh, draft a quarterback. I'm going to let him do that. Um, you know, I'm going to keep my old GM here to keep things in line. And if he wants to sign Teddy Bridgewater, then I'm going to let him do that. And then, you know, every now and then I think that he has his opinions that he doesn't want to, that he wants to get out there or whether he wants to get out there or not. Um, he, he can't help himself a little bit and gets those opinions out there. And when the owners of teams speak, things tend to happen. So, you know, when you have a press conference talking about why you fired, um, uh, Marty Herney and you say like, ah, oh, the quarterback position isn't playing well enough or whatever he said, that's going to have repercussions. And that kind of started this whole quarterback veteran train that they've been on for the past three years. Um, yeah. But I, I wouldn't say that he hasn't been aggressive enough. I, I think honestly, I mean, I, I think he would probably agree. He's just some of the decisions he's made have been bad. Yeah. No, I would definitely agree. I think a lot of people would agree with you. Josh, I'm going to ask you a two-pronged question, uh, very short and simple. Who did you think is number one in this horse race to actually be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers? And number two, who does Josh Klein want to be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers? Is there a name that you think uh, raised up above all the other ones that is the best candidate? And who do you think is the most likely to actually land the job? Um, well, I think that the answer until Wednesday to both questions was Ben Johnson. Um, and then I think that with Johnson going back to Detroit, um, I don't really love all of the options that are out there. Um, and, and frankly, um, I think it's kind of, I think it's frustrating that Steve Wilkes has not really been given a real chance after taking what he did for this team, doing what he did for this team. And I think that it, it speaks a lot to the hiring practices that happen in the NFL. Um, and I said at the beginning of the podcast, that I don't think the Rooney rule has been successful. And I think you're seeing it in practice that guys like Jeff Saturday is getting, uh, it, you know, is the leader in the clubhouse of the Colts head coaching job after going one and seven and Steve Wilkes uh, can't even get an interview around the league after uh, going 500 with this team. And I know that he has some warts. Certainly. I, I think he would admit that as well. Um, but I think that Wilkes has a, uh, he has a good, um, he has not only a feel for this organization, but to me kind of embodies a lot of what the Carolina Panthers have been over the past 25 years. And I think that David Tepper, and maybe this is me just being uh, nostalgic and, and, old, and frankly, just old, but um, you know, David Tepper seems to want to turn this team into something that it hasn't been for the past 25 years. And the things that he's done over the past few years to make that happen have largely been a failure. And so I think that when you look at what, the kind of man and the kind of coach and the kind of football that Steve Wilkes brings to this organization. That is to me, what Carolina football has been. And yes, it has been no back-to-back -back winning season. Yep, but it has man, also I was about to go right been, there. Yeah. Well, let me you're, ask you're right. Do, do but you it's think also that been two, it's also been two Super Bowl appearances. It's been three straight NFC South. It's been, um, you know, a, a league MVP that 
I think there safe. are there are twenty there are twenty teams around the league that I think would trade the last twenty five years of of mediocre Panther football, um, and, and certainly and and you know there are obviously ten or twelve that wouldn't, and I think you are trying to get to ten or twelve, but um, to me it's like that that I, I, I don't really a love any opinion of these. on this. Well, hold on, Dude, I, I just don't, I just I I don't feel like any of these the. I don't feel like any of the coordinators that they're looking at are so incredible. Yeah. So agreed. Overwhelming. That's why Peyton's the only name that is, I've, I've been saying this is that Wilkes could have, if he would have won in Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh, if he would have not him, if the Panthers would have won Pittsburgh or that Buccaneers game, he would have done enough to where you could not like that. Like he, he would have just had the job. Like he, I mean, I I think it would have been so hard not to do it. That left enough opening for something to creep in, the discussion at least to creep in. I've all I've been maintained that Harbaugh was the only name big enough to kind of dissuade you from the safetyness of that. I think, I mean, clearly Peyton is a name even bigger than Harbaugh's, right? At, At this point, so like it has to have that sexy wow factor to actually be a legitimate thing. And I think this is, I think Ben Johnson probably made one of the biggest mistakes of his life in his career because every coordinator who's the hot name this year is a nobody next year. We had that guy, Joe Brady. Everybody was telling me Joe Brady was going to be the fucking next wonder kid with wonder. You know, well, but is Ben that, Johnson was a little more proven. Do, do, no, do no, but think- here's the thing is that ultimately I think this is that like Sean Payton, I think is like, what you said, uh, Josh, about the what the Panthers have been, in some ways, that's the kind of problem is they've been good, but not great. The Super Bowl appearance is there. Is, and I just think this. I think social media, the hyper coverage of this, the fact that we're going to talk all week about this, all day, 24-7, because we have this, like, cr- the internet is so different than it was in 2012. I don't know if you can, can that approach that stay the course, middle of the fairway, we're going to be good and have a chance. Is that enough in this era to be what you want it to be? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's just like nine and seven. Do you want to just be nine and seven every year? That almost stuck. That's almost worse than being bad. Not because of the draft pick and relevance. Like, I just don't understand. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what is I just think you gotta swing sometimes. And Sean Payton might be the most strike it's like kind of trying to get Bill Parcells at that time. Sure. I, I don't disagree that they need to swing and you need to make um I, I don't disagree. Like I'm not saying that that you should shoot for the middle, but um I do think that that you know he, he does embody what the Panthers franchise and what Panthers football has been. That being said, um, I, I don't think that if you hire Sean Payton or if you hire um, Kafka or um, who's the other guy, Steichen. I don't want um, any of the unproven. I don't want Dorsey. I don't want Kafka. I want Wilkes or Sean Payton. But listen, you saying that, you, that that the Panthers don't swing. There have been a bunch of other teams that have taken that big swing on some unproven offensive names, and look what they're doing. People doubted that Brian Dayball would be able to have success outside of Josh Allen, and the Giants are in the playoffs this year. Josh, you mentioned something. Do you really think that 
the Panthers organization isn't taking Steve Wilkes seriously as a legit contender to be the head coach. Like I, I know you kind of said it. You, you kind of said it feels like you know it, you know the rules kind of broken. But do you feel like that they're just giving Steve the interview just to satisfy the Rooney rule and just because he was the interim head coach this year? And was there ever a chance that he actually could land the job? Uh, I think that had he made the, obviously, I think, you know, a playoff appearance would have gone a long way. Um, even I think beating the Steelers would have gone a long way. I mean, you, you hit it, you, you said it like, you know, those, those kind of things mean a lot. Uh, and I think he could have made it very hard for the team and David Tepper and Nicole and Scott Fitter to give anyone else the job, but he really didn't. I mean, ultimately down the stretch, like, you know, they, they blew a 14, nothing in the 21, 10 lead. Um, yes, to Tom Brady. Yes. They were injured, whatever. You still lost that game. And so it, it makes it hard. I don't think that, I don't think that he didn't, I don't think they, I think they are, they are considering, I think they are still considering him for coach. Um, but I, I think that the way that he, what he did down the stretch for the last 12 weeks of the season, 13 weeks of the season, deserved less than a dozen other interviews. Um, and Yeah, why uh, isn't he getting any, he hasn't gotten any interviews. Somebody else should be giving him an interview, Wilkes. I agree with you. I, I mean, I think this is. Even if it's a token what, one, right? I mean, this is what the NFL does, though. You know, the, the NFL um, gives, uh, gives, credit to young white coaches and or flavor of the week you could just no, call I mean, it flavor but, of the week i mean i understand there is even more to it than that but like there is this just what the hot name is and that's why i get nervous of stitching and ben john you know it's like we've seen all of that that's why peyton excites me my i know you got a limited time frame um my final question and i'll let cody you guys talk as long as you want you can stay we can stay and talk as long as we want but uh if you were going to say this, is the, you have the, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, and say this in 30 days, is blank. Is it Steve Wilkes? Is it Sean Payton? Or is it just other? Um, I, I have thought from the very beginning that the Panthers were going to hire a young offensive coordinator. Um, and I, I guess it's one of those things where it's like when you make, when you like pick a team at the beginning of the season and they're in the playoffs, right. you're just yeah. like, you know what? I'm you sticking justify with the it all year too. You got to justify it too all year. Exactly. Um, I, I don't know whether that's the right decision or the wrong decision. I think ultimately two first round picks to a division rival might prove to be two plus $25 million a year might prove to be too much um, for David Tepper coming off of what Matt rule just did to his franchise. But it might not be. I mean, that's the other thing is that, like, it's really hard for us to tell because it's like the, my lean is a young offensive coordinator. But, like, he could go into that interview and Peyton could just absolutely knock it out of the park. They could have a connection and he could be the coach by 4 p.m. tomorrow. Like, it, it's just that that's just that would the, be uh, so dope. If I, I just man, I agree with you about the it's just the two. Once you start saying two first rounds, it gets like I'd be fine with one first round and some other stuff. Sure. I think if you, I think if if the compensation is next year's first, and 
I don't know, this year's The entire Christian McCaffrey package? I saw you guys put that tweet out. Well, Roman Harper went on the radio, and he kind of echoed the same sentiment. But uh, he he basically said the 2024 first-round pick and maybe like a fourth this year. And I think if that was the asking price, Panther fans would be much more okay with it because we're not giving up that ninth overall pick in the draft. But, um, yeah, I, we certainly don't have a – we have a lot of fans that are not hip to uh, Sean Payton. You can probably read some of the comments here. But um, It's, interest- uh, it, yeah, it's right. interesting to me that you guys both see the big hang-up on Sean Payton is the draft compensation rather than the, the history with the Saints and the division rival of it all. Um, to, to me, it isn't. To, so how, how about this, Josh? People call me crazy for this, but I would much rather trade for – Sean Payton than Lamar Jackson just because I don't want to give up three first round picks to the Ravens and pay the most guaranteed quarter money at, out of any team in the NFL. You know, I'm not saying Lamar isn't incredible. He is, but a proven Super Bowl winner. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Coach is to me more worth it. Uh, what, I'm not, I'm not saying is he's to. actually just more surprised that we're not more mad about the history of the like we hold the grudge here. You know, I think perfect. I think Josh, part of it is that uh, I just kind of assume all this shit has happened in any way, you know, yeah, I mean, and like, I mean, like, is like, is it like, oh, I'm supposed to be floored and take the moral high ground all, all the time? It's like, but then the other is uh, Cody said this on Tuesday. He's like, if we got Tom Brady in this, we're we're the bad boys. We're the bad guys of the NFL. And I was like, I've never been the bad guy. I've yeah, we're not, always taken the, the, the keep pounding. Worst, but the boys, yeah, is like, and I was like, oh my god, I don't know, man. I just don't want unproven, man. I think like I got the Matt where I'm just toast with that, man. I want. I'd rather have Jim Caldwell. Yeah, not then, then Sean Payton, but I need somebody. The Sean Payton is the sexy story for me. You got the last question, Cody. I know Josh you got would, a You wouldn't want Frank Reich over Jim Caldwell? Oh, they're the same. Oh, hell yeah. We have a joke that, yeah, Reich would be the prize if you want to, if you want a former head coach that's not Sean Payton. My Payton's. joke. Tony the, my, does the joke not is this for both of us. I would love <laughs> Frank Reich to be the head coach. And you know what? No, they're the I'm same not, dude. No, listen, I'm Frank actually so Wright happy. Is... No, I like Wright better than Caldwell. And that's actually, I'm glad you, that you brought that up. The, uh, apparently, Frank Wright's daughter is now working for the Panthers organization. Is there any smoke to that fire? Or maybe where there's smoke, there's smoke? Uh, you know, Frank is the name. That, um, you know, I heard rumors that apparently his interview went really well. Is that a name that you think is very much in play for the Panthers? It's just such a, it's just so hard to parse this stuff because so much of this comes out that you like, you hear stuff and like, I talk to people and then I hear something and then Tom Pelissero says this, and then somebody else says this on Twitter. And then this is coming from someone else. Cause it's like, 
there's so many different people tell, trying to get so much information out there um, that it's hard to tell what's actually happening. But ultimately, it's like if they wanted to hire Frank Reich, wouldn't they have just done it already? Like, in my opinion, like, like, what are they waiting for? So because they're yeah. waiting for Sean Payton. I, I, I think yeah. this this is the deal is Frank Wright is white Jim Caldwell and Jim Caldwell is black Frank Wright. They're like but that, they're both the, the same, same candidate, dude. In fact, they're both the same candidate. They are slight offensive minded, experienced, proven, boring, but very good coaches. And if anything, Caldwell's more accomplished than Wright. Yeah, uh, hey, uh, I, I'm not arguing. I mean, with I, think I just don't Caldwell think it's like I'd, I'd be fine with either one of them. I, I agree. Like, I mean, they're the same person to me either way. Like, it's like about the same product that you're getting. I just, um, I don't know if it's sexy enough. I, I agree with you. I also, I also think I would love Jim um, Caldwell though. I think David Tepper came into this coaching search with the idea that he wanted to hire a young, blazing offensive coordinator. And it's going to take someone like Sean Payton to get him off of that. So if it's not, I I just stick with the pick I made in the preseason that if it's not Sean Payton, it's going to be a young offensive coordinator and and you could just choose who you want. Personally, I I think it might be uh, Kafka. Well, uh, former walk on to UNC, I think, or UNC quarterback, mm-hmm. maybe Tar Heel. Yeah, I, I, so, uh, was, I was fun because he's like a North Carolina guy. It was exciting. Um, also, I'm like not familiar with. I, I just found out Kafka has like a shaved head and is bald, which I was pretty excited oh, about. Very so bald. Fun. Yeah. Uh, so, Josh, this is my final question. We appreciate your time hanging out with us as always. Um, yeah, of course. I, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't at least spend one question on the quarterbacks. It's over the tip of everyone's tongue. What do the Panthers do? Do we go out and try and convince a veteran? I know you mentioned Tom Brady already. Derek Carr has been a big name that's kind of been associated with the Panthers. Is that too much like what the Panthers have already done in previous seasons? Or do you think that the Panthers are going to look more towards the draft uh, to try and bring one in? Or my favorite option Give Matt Corral a chance. Um, I think that I, I think I'm going to do the same thing I did with the coaching search, which is that I have said for the past few months that the Panthers would be using their first round draft pick on a quarterback. And I think that's probably still going to be the case unless the court, unless somebody takes them off of that. And I don't think Derek Carr is going to take them off of it, but I do think Tom Brady would. And I do think Lamar Jackson probably would too. But ultimately, I think it's one of those like top tier quarterbacks that if they feel like they can get their head on, um, then uh, then then they'll, they'll they're going to try their best. But I, I can guarantee you that if that if a Lamar Jackson trade rumor gets started, the Panthers are going to be right at the forefront of it. And whether Sean Payton is here or not, and I would imagine that you know, especially if Sean comes, then you're going to see the Brady rumors really start to kick up. But they may they may just kick up just in general, um, because you know it's East Coast. Uh, I think Brady wants to win, so he's going to stay in the NFC, and um, and and there just aren't a ton of quarterback uh, list teams that have the kind of talent that the Panthers have. So 
that that kind of makes sense to me. But ultimately, I, I think you're going to see the Panthers with uh, a rookie quarterback on that roster, whether they get it at nine or five or six or two or wherever they get it or, or you know, 34. Um, I, I think that's what ends up happening. Fantastic stuff. Like uh, Greg said on the Tuesday night show, what a boss move it would be for the Panthers to get Sean Payton and ultimately wreck the Saints and then Tom Brady and wreck the the Buccaneers. How do we screw up the Atlanta Falcons? Maybe we just send them out Holcomb, get, some people get would say. Who, get, get who, and why, why not? <laughs> Julio's a bum <laughs> at this point. Still can't, if you can't catch touchdowns with Tom Brady, you can't catch touchdowns, bro. Yeah, he'd, be like, he'd be like the third option on the Panthers. 7,000 yards and one touchdown. Um Josh, tell us where they can get after you in the riot report. I know you guys did over where you guys, the Roaring Riot was doing good stuff this year. And it seems like we're heading back in the direction of us partying together and watching football. Let's hope so, man. Yeah. The, uh, um, you can check, you can follow me on Twitter at Josh Klein rules or the riot report at our riot report. We also do during the season, we do a daily newsletter. It's a little bit more sporadic during the off season. Um, but, uh, you can sign up for that newsletter. It's kind of like, the easiest way is like, you know, newsletters that come in every day, they curate the news with a little uh, letter with our personal opinion up at the top. And then the biggest stories from Panther land um, and like memes and fun stuff. So it, it's super fun. Um, so I encourage you to do that. And then the Roaring Riot is, uh, is all around the world. Uh, we closed the year with just under 7,000 members, 42 chapters. So nice. anywhere that you live, literally not just the United States, if you live, Anywhere in the world, there's probably a Roaring Riot chapter around you where you can go and watch Panther games. Uh, you can watch Tom Brady or Lamar Jackson or C.J. Stroud uh, or or Will Penix uh, throwing touchdown passes with other Panther fans. Um, next Called year. by Sean not- Payton. Yeah, don't don't watch games alone. It's so much more fun when you can watch them with with other people. So, sure, right. fantastic stuff. Yeah, Matt thank Corral. you for your chat, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us, Josh. Of course, guys. Y'all have a good one. Uh, Cody, I was going to say one thing about the Tom Brady stuff is I know everybody says stick in the NFC because he wants to win. I think it's Miami, dude. Well, yeah, who wouldn't want to go to Miami? They already lost a draft pick for him before, like last year. You might as well go get him now. You already lost the draft Hey, hey, isn't that where all geriatrics go before retirement or during retirement? I think Aaron Rodgers is – I would if I was my. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers would be great there, so that would be. A it's good a thing. it's a it's a it's a destination, and there was last year that that's what they wanted to do, or that Tom Brady. Yeah, that's and, why they uh, lost the draft yeah. pick. They lost the first round draft pick because they were talking to. We've been talking about breaking the rules. They broke the rules even more in some ways. They were tampering. So um, I don't yeah. know. Is the Sean Payton news is still the sexy news, Cody? I mean the beat. Well, it's just clearly open. the news that you think is the sexiest. You mentioned sexy. Yeah, it would be good for the podcast. One. It would be incredibly good for the podcast because the safe seven-year route, like say Matt Rule's route would have worked, it would have just been – I mean, it's not not that I didn't want it to work. We've done That's all we've ever done is just like trudge along, trudge along, and we have said we're trudging along with Ron Rivera and then this now with this Matt Rule team first stuff. And you know what? We're no better. But do you really think that we're number one on top of Sean Payton's list? 
Like I, I can, he's like I mean, as yes, a fan, you know, as a, if you would pay a, him whatever. I mean, as a I fan, think yes. I, I I understand why we would say that. You know, it would be a good option for you know both of them, Sean Payton and Tom Brady. We have a good offensive line. You have DJ Moore. You have a burgeoning Terrace Marshall Jr. Um, I I just I don't know, man. I, I kind of think that a you know a, a big name like Russell Wilson. Is and for as bad as his year was this year, and I know that he was dog shit this year. I do st- still think a name like Russell Wilson is probably a little more tempting to someone who's looking Money. to come into an organization right away and to be able to compete. And yeah, absolutely, the the money, money talks. talks. It's just gonna so, come down to money. And Look, that's dude, what happened no, with Deshaun Watson, right? No one has more money than the Walton. So all right, well that's fine. Like if they are willing, to, but are but are they that as desperately? The the thing is this is yeah. yes, like yes, they had nobody has more money than the Waltons, but there is a tipping point too. David Tepper has enough to go sit down at that poker table. So oh, like yeah. the Waltons maybe, but like but they ain't that big of a stack. You know what I'm saying? Like he has the money. Dude, to they pay have Sean like Payton. Point, dude. They have like twenty billion dollars. I don't care, but like I don't. If it's a dick swinging contest, I don't think that they like. I wouldn't be worried about that. I think that at the end of the day, David Tepper has enough money to say whatever they pay you, I will pay you more. I mean, and then if they say that, then I don't think they have that same mentality right now that they have to win. You know what I'm saying? Is like I think at some point. They're just going to say, all right, we just don't want to pay that much. They are, they've already paid a bazillion draft picks. They're paying a shit ton to homeboy already. You know, at some point, like, and I know it doesn't go against, I just think David Tepper has what enough makes, what cash. Makes, what, to makes hang. You think that, what makes you think that they wouldn't want to pay that much, especially knowing that they can sign the biggest check that they want to? And you have to understand the narrative. Because there's at some point it, they would just the look na- at it like as a bad business deal. So what well, if Tepper said the just na- this? I'll just give you 30 million a year. I know it's ridiculous, but I'll do it. But listen, okay, but this is what I'm saying, though. Though It already looks to the public like the Denver Broncos got fleeced already out of draft picks, out of the guaranteed dollars for Russell Wilson. So if you're going to salvage that and make that trade worth it, you would want a supposed offensive mastermind proven like Sean Payton. I'm just going to be real. I think that the Broncos are the number one in the clubhouse uh, until proven otherwise. Yeah, I think so. And, I mean, and, you're, and I you're not wrong, Tony. I, I have no doubt in my mind that David Tepper is going to break out the checkbook and sign, you know, write however many zeros he needs to in order to entice Sean Payton here. I just don't know if it's going to be enough. And I, I honestly, as much as you might not want to hear it, Tony, you might not want to hire an unproven guy, but it really does feel like the Panthers are wanting to go in the direction of a Shane Stitchin or a Ken Dorsey. Uh, you know, Ben Johnson was the number one leader in the in the yeah. wheelhouse before he said that you know he wasn't going to come here anymore. So yeah. at, those are those are still big time options. I agree. I just don't think it'll be money that keeps us from getting Sean Payton. Oh, sure. Uh, like, is that? Re- I think, yeah, yeah right. here, talking about money, it is up these super chats, and then we gotta, we're gotta, we going to get out of here. Yeah, man. Stephen Lang with the 199 Love Bomb says, Hello, my brother Nick Montero coming together with two 
Uh, oh, wow. Super Tats. It says the training is a crock of shit. Uh, is this belt giving pressure to make things fair by forcing an ideology? They force people to do something they don't agree with slash waste time. And uh, the more they push back and fight. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the I, training, I think that certain you guys just got to recognize sometimes the trainings and this, the hoops and the bureaucracy is just CYA, cover your ass. Yeah, I mean, it's just like now. gymnastics. But yeah, you know, at some point you just say, I'll do the training. Yeah. Um, he also says with a $10, he said, uh, how many interviews has Flores got? Flores is a lead for Arizona. Oh, is that what they're saying now? That's what I uh, heard said today. Flores is, he's is a, a proven, is a proven coach uh, with wins. Uh, he wins when the decks are stacked. Wilkes is a part of a lawsuit. It's a red flag to hire someone who has fired a lawsuit against the employer. I thought that would have been his ace up his sleeve. Is that he did have that? And Man, that wait, was... you can't say that though, and uh, about Wilkes and not Flores is the first person on the lawsuit. He's the first yeah. plaintiff. Like it yeah. is Wilkes is a co-plaintiff. The first person that filed the lawsuit was Flores. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, that's great. I points. agree. I thought it would be a that. That's the thing is that's why I think it's easier to hire Sean Payton than it is to hire Shane Stitchin. Uh, I wouldn't easier. It's just because of the like. You could just say this is Sean Payton is exactly the type of coach we've been looking for the whole time. A Super Bowl winner. Wilkes, yeah. you know, but like with Wilkes, you gotta say, oh, oh, well, you did a good job, but we're gonna hire this guy who just may be cool. You know, is that <laughs> I think that I think Sean Payton has enough weight to his his resume is heavy enough, padded enough to overcome. But dude, you know what someone else pointed out to me on the internet? Imagine like okay, they have this Rooney rule, but if a lot of these teams are flying out these minority coaches, but they're just trying to satisfy the Rooney rule. It's like they're flying these across the country for nothing if at the end of the day they have no intention of hiring them. It's such a broken system, and I just don't know what the fix to it is. God of Blackness with the $20 says, Caldwell, not accepting anything less than a head coach. The Rooney rule is effing up. We could have instantly chased Caldwell as OC if we could have hired Wilkes sooner, but the RR forced us into interview alleged token black coaches thank you i'd like God Caldwell. Black I'd, i think i'd like uh to be honest i'd be a little bit more excited about caldwell than wilkes i don't i'm just not pumped on caldwell man yeah man, I, I, I mean that's fine i'm not telling you to be but i'm just saying yeah. this is that it's like a it's just that's why i say frank wright and caldwell are same dudes it's like uh i wouldn't be upset about and this is how i am with wilkes i wouldn't be upset about it Oh you know, yeah, I mean, man, I wouldn't get up here and be like, "This is the worst." If they said Steve Wilson, if they said Frank Wright, if they said Jim Caldwell, I wouldn't be like, "This is the most fucked up." I have all these concerns. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, and let me ask the chat room as well. What is the one name that you don't want to hear as the next head coach? Ken Dorsey. Ken, Ken Dorsey. Dorsey. Yeah. See, I'm trying to think if there's a name that I really just don't want. To be honest, it's probably what because he's older but it is uh, you know if we're in that scenario yeah i would i would i would i would prefer to go but steve wilkes than than caldwell like to me it's to me it's a lateral move um to be honest there really isn't 
Oh, but Dan Quinn. That oh, would definitely yeah, you be nailed it. I, would, yeah, oh, dude, I, I would, couldn't. Yeah, I would I'd never want done. Dan Quinn to Not be a done, part of this but, Yeah, that would be the worst. Yeah. That'd be uh, a slap dude, in the face of To be honest, Wilkes, man, dude. like, I'm not really mad at where we are right now, Tony. It's not too many names that I would really be disappointed with. I have looked up enough of Shane Stitchin and Ken Dorsey and Frank Reich. Like, I feel like I know enough about these guys as coaches that if I got a news update saying that any of those guys are the head coach of the Panthers, I'm fine. I feel way better about it than the first time that we hired Matt Rule, an up-jump college coach that's never proven anything before. I have three categories the way I view it. I'm going to react. I have three reactions for when the news breaks. Either we we hire uh, these three, one of these three coaches, Wilkes, Wright, or Caldwell. That to me is the huh. Not upset about this. Let's do this slow, like good move. Let's make good draft picks. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like the um, I'm trying to think of like almost a restaurant that's always good. It's not great, not bad, not cheap. You know what I'm saying? Just would you like it? The other one is if we get the Dorsey or the Stitchin or the Ben Johnson. I know Ben Johnson's not in, but Kafka, these names. I'm just gonna have the crazy concern that they're that they're riding too high on too short of a resume of actual like yeah, they've been in the NFL, but like Ben Johnson only played call, call plays this year. Ken Dorsey this year. Stitchin has two years, right? So it's like that to me, that's the concern. And then there's the sexy names that would have been Jim Harbaugh and now Sean Payton. Like the names that are like, Ooh. Are you disappointed? So basically disappointed if the hire ends up being a coach that isn't a quote unquote sexy hire. If no, it's not they a disappointed, Peyton, if it's not I just would say this is that I I would not be um I don't know, man. It's just like a level of excitement when I sit down in this chair. There's times where it's like, oh, this is what, like, let's play it. Let's be reasonable and this and that. And then sometimes, like, even, like, back in them days with Cam, it's like I could be unreasonable. Like, it would just be exciting enough. The other ones just would be, I would be fine with them. I wouldn't be upset with any of those. You want your guy to have some prior NFL coaching, head coaching experience, correct? I think it would just make me feel more safe. But also, but I think the other ones me, are okay. just risk. I would be waiting to, for the risk to be disproven. I understand like the entire time would be waiting for Kafka to show me that it wasn't a gamble. But I feel like, so I definitely understand what you're saying, and I feel like the concerns that you're voicing are the concerns of a lot of Panther fans. But I feel like it's kind of trying to have it both ways. If the Panthers are going to do something new and not be the same old boring run-of-the-mill Panthers, well, to me, that move is going to hire a Frank Reich, a Jim Caldwell, uh, you know, even even or uh, Steve Wilkes. Uh, yeah, even Steve Wilkes. Yeah, the fact like that, I see that, that, that all that's the, the same pick. The the, the fact that those the fact that the right. So how I, I don't. See but at least Reich could, and Caldwell are at least offensive them. guys. Right, at but, least you uh, can say that we've never had an they're gonna get the head coaching job at some point. No, they're not. 
Yes, they are. What are you, you talking said that about? about that's, Eric that's the trend you of said the that NFL. about Pep Hamilton. You said that about Joe Brady. You said I think we could go down a list of twenty-five names that everybody said is the guy who's going to be the next head coach, next head coach, and then their name just Pep Hamilton. Well, Eric Pep Hamilton has to have some stuff in his closet. No, they like, just everybody just co- truly knows this is that Andy reads the mastermind. But dude, the. These coaches are the hot names. No, if if Ben Johnson and the uh, the Lions are not good next year, he will not be the hot name in 2024. Oh, but yeah, that that goes without saying. But Byron Leftwich, another one. Like I mean, what I'm saying is this: those guys are not not guaranteed to be head coaches. They're not guaranteed to be head coaches one day. Not yeah, even but close. The, but, In but fact, you can... I would say this: if any, if two out of those three guys, those names, Ben Johnson, I think this: if Kafka, Stitchin, and Ben Johnson, if two out of three of those are head coaches' names, I would be sometime in the future, I'd be surprised. But Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Brian Dable, the guy for the Minnesota Vikings, all of these guys at one point. In- were the up-and-coming, upstart offensive mind that didn't necessarily have the the head coaching pedigree, you might head coach. The fact of the matter is, Tony, the trend of the current NFL is offense. And they yeah, want that's these, what Caldwell and, 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 and Reich are right, safe. But these ne- – right, but safe isn't – No, they're safe, safe and fresh. does not feel like the way to go. It just, it just doesn't. It, it feels like you're building. And we should go with Panther Sean Payton. Teams of the past. Then I want to go with Sean Payton. That's what I want. So are, are you saying that Ken Dorsey, Kafka, and Stitching are basically all the same person? Uh yeah. Except for I think that Kafka and Dorsey are even lower on the list than Shane Stitching to me. I think Kafka and Dorsey are the same person, and then Stitching is intriguing. But why? What makes him intriguing? Two two years as offensive coordinator with successful offense. Like, I mean, like more of a track record. That's it. Like, it's and not a one hit with, wonder. Uh, and, Justin Herbert, his rookie and, season in the NFL. Uh, see, and then two years of Justin Fields really progressing and being a lot better. You mean so, like, I just have more of a sample set. I just have a larger data set that makes it seem. I just feel like Ken Dorsey and Kafka are too like we just don't even know enough about them. It's just because they've had success this year and we know their names. That's yeah. That's it. And I, yeah, no, if, I now if Dorsey and them go and slay it next year, then I'll be like, that's what I that's what I want. And I think that that's what Ben Johnson's trying to do, but it's also a risk. It's a total risk. If the Lions go from knocking on the door, you know what? That's what they feel like they are. They feel like they're knocking on the door almost made the playoffs this year, which they could have back in, but they're assuming that next year is just going to be an improvement, a 10%, 20% growth, like the natural trajectory. But if it goes backwards, all those dudes are done. How about this? It's going to be an offensive minded coach because if, if the mindset of the Carolina, then it's not Steve Wilkes. Then if the mindset of the Carolina Panthers is that we are going to get a quarterback, but the free agent market or by the draft, I guarantee you that the goal is going to be to pair a young rookie quarterback with a play caller. And I also don't me, think Sean what, Payton wants a rookie quarterback. Moves. 
that's what signals uh, that they're going to go in that direction. But uh, again, Derek Carr and Sean Payton. That's my. That's what I think is going to happen. Josh was right in saying that if Sean Payton is going to come here, David Tepper is going to have to agree to do for Sean. Probably say he was never going to do again after he fired Matt Rule, and that's give up a lot of say so around this organization to Sean Payton. And and you know what, Tony? I think it if was CK that looked, said in a private chat you, that if you got Sean Payton, uh, and you actually could get the terms that work, that David Tepper might just turn right to the side and fire. Scott Fair in the same yeah. room. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's what it takes? Scott, you're fucking out of here. Yeah, but I don't know if... To, uh, I mean, it's, it's all about David Tepper and the might that he's in right now. And, and, you know, Tony, you're talking about safe. Just because these guys are proven doesn't necessarily mean that all of that power is safe within their hands. Uh, shout out to White Chocolate Espresso. He brings up Bill Belichick all the time and that he's the de facto general manager of the Patriots. And he might be the best head coach of all time, but he, is, not been great. But he, is, he is decidedly not a good drafter. And I think I that's a reasonable... I mean, no, there's a reasonable concerns to have. There's a reasonable concerns to have. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I got to get out of here, dude. Uh, let's go ahead and close out the show. It's been fun. C3 Panthers podcast live on Tuesday nights. Friday free-for-all is thumping. And I tell you, we've had so much great support in our 10th season. We're approaching the end of the 10th season. We reboot in our 11th season. We'll be after the first week after the Super Bowl. New year, new day, new dawn. And uh, no matter who it's going to be, we're going to find reasons to be excited and hopeful. Um, and that's the, that's the one thing. I don't have any names that I just freaking hate. I think Ken Dorsey's my least. Just my least on my list. Uh, yeah, but no, anyway. But by the way, I, I want to say real quick before we get out of here. Um, I want to thank everyone who sent me well wishes. Uh, Tony, remember my cat? I don't cat even know got... what happened. Yeah, yeah I've been dude, I've been in to I, ask you. You know my cat that jumped up on my table yeah. during the podcast one time? Well, he got hit on the road the other day. Oh, so man, I've, been, I've been really upset and depressed about it. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be 33 years old next month, and I've had the cat since I was 21 years old, since sophomore in college. Family yeah, view. man. So, thanks to everyone that sent me very kind messages on Twitter and Facebook. C3 family, man, I love y'all. Can't tell y'all enough. But I uh, just wanted to thank y'all. I definitely appreciate that. Tony Dunn, love you, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, happy we were able to do this tonight and talk to Josh. And um, hey, tomorrow, 7 p.m., C3 Friday, free for all, for the fans, by the fans. You can join the show, be a part of the show, and uh, join via StreamYard. And we can uh, talk about all these topics some more. Tony Dunn, any, any uh, last words before we jump Take out? us out of here, brother. Take us out of here. C3 Nation, keep pounding. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.